Hey everyone, I want to welcome you to the Geek-tastic Dad podcast. I'm your friendly neighborhood geek and father of a daughter. Now there's a lot of sadness and fear surrounding the coronavirus pandemic, and we often see the worst of humanity during these circumstances. However, during these hardships, we also get to see the best in humanity in terms of kindness and innovation. As Dumbledore said, happiness can be found in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the light. Today, I do want to talk about the coronavirus, but I don't want to go into how many are infected, how many have died, political motivators, or anything like that. I think we could all use a little dose of positivity and hope. So I've structured this show around providing some of that to you. If you have topic ideas for the show, drop me a line on Facebook at The Geek Dad or on Twitter at Geek Dad. Be sure to visit and like our Facebook page for more Geek content. Thank you for joining me, and let's get started. So let's get right into some of these acts of kindness that have happened during this pandemic. Even the smallest act of kindness uh, can make a huge impact on someone's life. I'd like to discuss some of these acts and, and maybe spend a little, spread a little hope for humanity. So to kick this off, I'm going to start a little close to home, uh, with some articles that are local to me. So FYI, all of these articles are posted in the show notes, so please feel free to, to click on them and enjoy and read them. Uh, I didn't put every story in there into this podcast, um, but I, you know, picked the ones that I like the most. So from azfamily.com, an article entitled, Arizonans Show Random Acts of Kindness During Coronavirus Pandemic. So it starts with a woman in Ahwatukee, Christy A., went on her Nextdoor app uh, to share with her community that she was struggling to find hand sanitizer in the area, like most people, uh, due to the coronavirus. Her homeowners association called her to tell her that if someone that someone had left her a surprise, a person who saw her original post bought her bags of groceries, including hand sanitizer, in honor of their late brother who lost his life to pancreatic cancer. They used to send him care packages of food that he was craving. Uh, she was quoted as saying, they even sent me a beautiful card with a $50 gift card a cute plaque to put on my wall to keep me inspired and magazines to read that I love, end quote. So that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. I mean, getting the homeowners association involved, I guess she probably, she didn't know exactly where this person lived. Cause I think you can hide your, hide your location on next door app, but I love the app. And I, I, you know, I think this is a wonderful story. It shows, you know, people in your neighborhood and your community, how important it is to be a part of a community and to be involved in that community. So that one, that one was pretty neat. Uh, this next one is pretty short. It's it's you know called Kindness Rocks. Uh, a 10-year-old named Kylie Sellinger uh, was surprising Valley residents with tiny works of art around town. Uh, she basically was painting rocks and leaving them around town for people to find. Uh, she even started a Facebook page so you can know where to find the rocks. Uh, the Facebook page is included in the show notes. It's really cute. It's called Awatuki Kindness Rocks. So that's you know, it, it really impresses me that, that children uh, can show that kind of compassion. Uh, I think, you know, I think they want to they want to be helpful. They want to be a part of a solution. And she found a, a unique and creative way to do this. Uh, it's really, really pretty and really cute. And, and it's really nice that that parents are out there uh, showing their children 
how to be kind and, and how to, to engage within their community. So this next one's the last one in this article. I mean, there's more, but this is the last one I picked. Packages left for delivery drivers. So a FedEx Express courier in Glendale spotted uh, a box on someone's porch with uh, toilet paper, water, canned goods, and all sorts of stuff in it. The courier posted the photo on Instagram with a plea to please share, since everyone needs to see kind, kind acts like this. Um, it was said to say, so thoughtful, so caring. Um, in a time where people are panicking and hoarding everything for no really good reason, these people are willing to give it away. By the way, the courier said he didn't need anything, so he didn't take anything. So, I mean, that's like two acts of kindness in one. You know, you got people uh, leaving things, leaving gifts out for couriers, which, you know, it's it's weird to say, but, you know, the FedEx driver kind of has a dangerous job now. They they could, they could are more exposed than others. Uh, but, you know, and he could have taken everything, he could have taken toilet paper or whatever, but he didn't need it. So, you know, he left it for, for the next person. So that was very that was very kind. So this article is also from azfamily.com. Kingman Police Department gives five-year-old boy surprise during COVID-19. Now, this hits our kids hard, I think. Probably harder than we than we realize. They don't understand why we have to make the sacrifices. And when, you know, little five-year-old boy has a birthday party and or a birthday and can't have a party, it's kind of a major bummer for a kid that age. So this one's actually a video of a little boy whose birthday was canceled due to COVID-19. Uh, the local Kingman police and fire department drove past in kind of a parade to cheer him up. They had officers give him a card. They all sing happy birthday. Uh, and uh, they may, may even had some gifts there. So it's it's if you're looking for something that'll get your allergies acting up, this is a good video for you. Uh, but again, you know, these poor kids, they get hit hard. You know, I've, I've seen it. My own daughter, she's nine years old, but she's, you know, she's she's experiencing this the same way we are, if not more. Um, so here's one more from azfamily.com, and it's titled Neighborhoods Spreading Love, Positive Messages Through Sidewalk Chalk. Basically, across the valley here, um, you know, kids are finding ways to, to cheer up their fellow neighborhoods while keeping themselves occupied and practicing social distancing. These kids are out there writing, be happy, self-care, keep calm, and drawing pictures for uh, people who are walking by to enjoy. The neighborhood can enjoy it. So, I, again, fun fun for the kids and, and shows you teaches them how to be kind. Uh, so here's one from insider.com. Uh, it's entitled 16 Heartwarming Ways Everyday Heroes Are Helping People Affected by Coronavirus. So the first one, it's, it's about residents in Madrid, Spain. Uh, surprising their neighbor Charo for her 80th birthday while they're all in lockdown. So their neighbors placed a birthday cake with a candle outside her door on her balcony and called for her to open the door. When she saw the cake, she began to cry. The neighbors launched into a rousing rendition of Happy Birthday. Uh, the show notes, the link to her Instagram in the show notes, or the video at least, so go enjoy that. Uh, fourth, fifth, and sixth graders at St. Anthony's Home and School in Columbus, Nebraska made it get well cards for people affected by the coronavirus. So this is according to the Columbus Telegram. Their teacher, Charlotte Buran, uh, then mailed the cards to the University of Nebraska Medical Center to be distributed to, uh, to those in quarantine. So, all right, this next one, it, it really touched me. It shows, you know, how love prevails. Uh, Bob Shellard, 90 years old, 
uh, cannot visit his wife, Nancy, who's 88 at her nursing home in Stafford Springs, Connecticut, due to the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, instead, he brought a beautiful sign he made himself, along with plenty of balloons, and stood outside her window to mark their 67th wedding anniversary. 67th wedding anniversary. Uh, the sign said, I've loved you 67 years and still do. It also read happy anniversary. So what a what a fabulous way to celebrate, even though they can't be together. I mean, really, the only thing that story is missing is a boom box. All right. So beautiful acts of kindness in the midst of coronavirus outbreak. So this is a video from KMBC of Kansas City. So I, I just wrote down some notes watching the video. It starts out with Darlene Fryer, a retired nurse from Pittsburgh, who's 65 years old. Uh, she does have underlying medical conditions, does not have the coronavirus, but if she were to get it, she didn't want to take the ventilator from somebody who really needed it if she happened to get sick. So she talked to her family, updated her living will to forfeit the ventilator. And on the video, she's quoted as saying, I don't want to take some college students ventilator. So what a what a fabulous human being that is. Uh, she's, you know, lived, says she's lived a good life and, you know, is okay, come what may. But hopefully she'll stay healthy and we won't have to, you know, we won't have to hear about Miss Fryer uh, executing that living will. She sounds like a wonderful person. She needs to be here longer. So in Neola, Iowa, a couple who had canc canceled their wedding got a nice surprise. They were picked up by a fire truck and taken back to the fire station where they met. Uh, they thought they were going there to get pictures taken, but as they arrived, there was like a, a bunch of cars on the side of the road. Uh, the community met them there. Some of them still had their original like wedding invitations, uh, but they met there in their cars, stayed at a safe distance, but were there to support uh, support them and celebrate their happy day. So turning a bad into a good. I mean, they even said on the video that this is better than whatever they had planned. They'd planned for a year and and this was way better than what they imagined. So that's that's really great. Community getting involved there, help to see this happy couple. Um, executive director of Fellowship Camp and Conference Center decided uh, to open up the doors to house 37 members of a, of a children's choir up on Lake Greenwood. Uh, I guess the choir had gone there to to perform, and within hours uh, of being notified of the coronavirus. Uh, this camp opened up their entire facility, giving these kids a safe place to stay during the pandemic. Uh, and I guess they're they're able to stay there until like April 29th. So the choir sang for the reporters at the end of the story. Beautiful voice. It's just just an amazing story. I mean, even the reporter was just you know out, uh, and they were they were required to stay 15 feet away. But I guess towards the end, you know, one of the directors or or one of the people from the camps came to them and said, you know, the choir would like to sing for you, and they they just sounded fantastic. I mean, watch that video if nothing for that alone. Uh, the last one, that one is Erin, an immune compromised woman, has an able-bodied husband to help her, but she realized that not everyone does. So she saw an opportunity to start helping those in need, uh, and she's no stranger to the internet. So she, she basically set up a website to match high-risk individuals uh, who have needs to low-risk neighbors who can help them. And it's just become this huge thing. And, you know, just out of the, she saw, she saw a problem and she solved it. And uh, she's just done a lot of good through this. I guess uh, last, you know, the video says they had like up to 1,200 uh, volunteers and maybe a couple hundred uh, people in need. So that's just amazing. 
Uh, this next one is from NOLA.com. Acts of kindness amid coronavirus. Girl Scout cookies sent to hospitals, neighborly note, and more. So apparently Girl Scout Troop 40033 in Wag, uh, Wagaman uh, was in kind of a bind. They had hundreds of boxes of Girl Scout cookies uh, sitting unsold after the coronavirus shut down most of their opportunities for their for their young ladies to go uh, out and tempt the public with Thin Mints and whatnot. So the scout leader, um, Shandrell Bentley, told uh, Landry Candrell Jr. at Wagon Civic Center, uh, Wagaman, I'm saying that wrong, Wagaman Civic Center, of her troops' uh, problem, and they basically, the Civic Center uh, bought 50 boxes and sent to Osher Medical Center for Jefferson uh, on Jefferson Highway uh, with Camdell's daughter, Nurse Shelley Camdell de George, for distribution on every floor. So bas they basically bought 50 boxes of these cookies and sent it to the medical center for for everyone, everyone to enjoy. Um, then they called another Civic group. Um, the Wagaman S1, which made the same deal and sent it over to the staff at Children's Hospital. So what a great way to to celebrate the community and be be helpful. Uh, I thought that was just that was a great story. So if you're interested in showing some kindness, here are a few of the many tips from uh, the article I found on theactivetimes.com. Uh, the article is called "Small Acts of Kindness It Can Be Done from Your Home During the Coronavirus Pandemic." So the first one, I didn't put all of them. There's a ton of them in there. But the first one is order a delivery meal for your neighbors. So, you know, small interactions like saying hello to your neighbors throughout the week are, are you know, they kind of brighten our day. But uh, during social distancing, those meaningful moments aren't easy to come by. Uh, instead, they suggest let your neighbor know you're thinking about them by ordering them lunch or dinner. So that, and I, I totally, I mean, I feel this, uh, I feel this in my soul because, you know, we've got some wonderful neighbors here and, you know, we can go out and talk to him from a distance, but my, my daughter doesn't get to play with her friends and, you know, we don't get to go have, uh, you know, card games and board game nights and stuff like that. So we we basically are feeling the same thing. So I, I you know, I may, you know, maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll order my neighbors a, a fantastic meal from somewhere. So number two is um, tip delivery drivers generously. So many restaurants have had to temporarily close to dine in services. Uh, causing small businesses and people in the restaurant industry to take uh, basically an economic hit to the gut. Uh, but great way to help out is, you know, tipping generously when you order your takeout delivery. You know, those, those delivery drivers, they don't, they probably don't make much, especially if it's like an Uber or or a, or a DoorDash or something like that. They, you know, they some people live on that. And you know, if you've got, if you can afford to order DoorDash, then you can afford to be a good tipper. That's what I'm saying. So number three is buy an e-gift card from local businesses. So many chains and services are offering free delivery right now due to the coronavirus pandemic, but this is also a crucial time to support local businesses and restaurants. So one way to help out is, you know, purchase an e-gift card that you can use at a later date. The The business gets to take the income. It, you know, it kind of, if enough of us do this, we band together and we buy from these local stores and local uh, businesses, then you know maybe they don't get hit so hard. Maybe they they can stay in business if we if we help support them. So that's a good one. You know, help out your local businesses. They're the ones that that are the backbone of this country, right? So number four, leave a thank you note for a postal worker. You know, I didn't even think about this one. <clears throat> I, I feel like I should like leave a note for my for my mail, you know, mailman every day. 
but this one's saying that while the option to work from home is a possibility for some people, there are others like you know mail delivery people, uh, FedEx drivers, UPS, they have no choice but to go to work. Uh, postal workers are obviously one of these. Uh, show show up daily to deliver your mail and packages amidst this corona pandemic. I mean, they're there every day. A great way to show them that you're grateful is leave them a thank you note in your mailbox. Or, you know, if you happen to see them, since we're all home, wave hello or say say hi from a safe distance. Don't go shake their hand. This bump, maybe. Six feet away. Anyways, Instacart or online shopping for a high-risk person. So some of the best grocery stores in America have this delivery option. You can go online, pick the groceries you want, then the driver will go shop and deliver them for you. Uh, since many immunocompromised people have limited options when it comes to accessing household goods, a kind way to help out is to have, you know, send some groceries to them, have somebody go grocery shop and deliver to them, help them out a little bit. All right, we're up to number six, offer to virtually tutor someone. So the option to learn virtually is just one way schools have changed uh, since, you know, I was a student. But during the coronavirus pandemic, online teaching is a great tool for students whose schools have been temporarily closed. My daughter is the same way. She's she's still getting exercises and stuff, still doing online, and they're still actually having office hours uh, that we can call a couple hours during the day where we can call her teacher or, or get on a, a video chat with her. But online learning is a great great tool for these students. If, if you're able, a uh, kind way to help is by offering to virtually tutor some student who may offer or may have difficulty learning online. So, you know, obviously do it virtually, get on Zoom or Facebook Messenger, or Google Hangouts or whatever you, you know, whatever your preference is. Uh, but get on there and, and see if you can help one of the kids in your neighborhood. Uh, the last one is it's actually something I've already done with my family, but it's it, and it's good fun. But set up a video call with a friend group. Uh, one way to show your friends how much you love them, how, your family how much you love them, have them feel connected to their communities by organizing a group check-in via FaceTime, Facebook Messenger, Skype, Zoom, or any other means. Uh, get on there and, and communicate. It's it's really it's not the same. I know it's not the same as as hanging out with your loved ones, but I've actually communicated with some of my out-of-town family more since the coronavirus than before. Uh, so I think that's wonderful. It's a wonderful way to stay connected. It's a wonderful way to see their face. And, you know, you can't touch them, you can't hug them, but you can get on a video chat, spend some time with family, have a little bit of fun. It's something different. Uh, last time we did it with family, uh, it was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. We even brought a couple friends in. They came to visit our online chat. Uh, it's really, it's really, it's really great. You know, get a video camera if you don't have it. Most laptops do. Most people have them now. But uh, do that. Spend a little time with your friends and family uh, virtually, face-to-face. And if you're like me, I actually bought a green screen so I could uh, have fun with, uh, you know, company meetings. Throw the green screen up. Put yourself at Hogwarts or something and, uh, and enjoy it. So... That's it for this part of the show. If you have more examples of kindness, please, please reach out to me. Um, you know, you can get me on Facebook at the Geektastic Dad or on Twitter at Geektastic Dad. I love hearing these stories. I love reading them. It gives me hope and humanity. Obviously, everything would have been better if, if the coronavirus never came about, but we make the best of it. We do for our community. The community is the strongest tie you have. It's the best thing you could you could do is be a part of a community and have that community support so reach out to your fellow human beings and show some kindness and find safe but uh effective ways to to give of yourself if you're able to and if you need help reach out to your to your family 
to your friends, to your community. You know, you, one of these was about the Nextdoor app. You know, post on Nextdoor, post on Facebook groups. If you need help, ask for it. You know, a lot of a lot of people out there are looking for ways to help, and they won't know until you ask. Okay, in just a second, I'd like to move on to innovation, some of the ways that companies and individuals have become innovative during this time of quarantine and crisis. Innovation is the creation of new products, processes, or services that help improve efficiency, effectiveness, and provide a competitive advantage. In the case of COVID-19, we need to gain a competitive advantage over the virus. And I'll talk about medical innovation in just a second. Forbes published an article on April 7th entitled Six Forms of Business Innovation During the Coronavirus Crisis. One of them in particular stood out in the realm of digital innovation. The author writes, keeping my kids entertained is something that's taken on quite a new level of importance while trying to occupy them in the background of a company-wide Zoom meeting. Companies like Audible recognized that priority shift early and are adjusting offerings to reflect the most urgent needs of the moment. Recently, the company announced the launch of Audible Stories, which allows anyone anywhere to listen to over 200 children's stories for free. Now, once the crisis is over, I think Amazon will have millions of new Audible subscriptions as children beg for the audiobooks they've become accustomed to. Not a bad marketing campaign. I can totally understand where this author is coming from. Having a child at home while you're trying to work, it's tough, uh, especially when you're now being tasked with, with trying to educate them at the same time. Or, you know, it, it's just very difficult to, to point them in the right direction, walk away, and not, you know, not facilitate that education. You know, they're not going to get very far, especially the younger kids. When I'm a bit of a tangent, I'm not talking about education right now. Right now, it's entertainment. Keeping them entertained, keeping them out from under your feet while you're trying to work, while you're trying to make money and support companies that are that are struggling. I mean, that's priceless. It really is. CIO.com posted an article on March 25th called Doubling Down on Digital Transformation During the Coronavirus Pandemic. They talked about companies positioning themselves to be more competitive on the IT front post-pandemic. Uh, they talk about one such CIO. They wrote, to ensure that he could support 10,000 employees, Equinox CIO, uh, Millenweg, Wag, waggle, set up a virtual tech bar, a Zoom-enabled tech help desk that is available worldwide 24-7. He also created productivity monitoring dashboards that track everything, from how many messages employees send, to how many meetings they set up, to the number of code check-ins they commit. Equinox also has begun using Zoom to host the daily gupshups, uh, virtual water coolers where employees can check in for casual conversations. Basically, what they're saying is that once the coronavirus scare, once the the pandemic is over, companies that are that are investing in technology are going to have a competitive advantage, whereas companies that pull back and try to save money by abandoning their technology projects are going to be left in the dust. That's basically what they're saying there. Small businesses are starting to innovate to survive as well. One such comic book store, uh, Four Colors Fantasies in West Winchester, Virginia started providing curbside pickups and mail order, mail order services for their customers. Other companies are moving to like an online model, companies like personal trainers, music teachers, etc. In fact, my daughter and I have been doing our music lessons over Zoom for the last few weeks. Hat tip to the Surprise Academy of Music, thank you for teaching us. Still, other companies are pivoting to provide new services that they never, they never touched on before. 
Other companies are now forced into having employees work from home, companies that would never have considered this to be a possibility in the past. Yet here we are, over a month into quarantine situations where companies are now still operating with home workforce. Technology has progressed to a point where it's a lot easier to have a VPN or remote workstations. In fact, companies like Microsoft and Amazon offer a complete PC over IP solution, allowing companies to pivot to a complete cloud infrastructure. They can have servers, workstations, everything right there in the cloud. doesn't matter how you get there, you just need a web browser. This level of flexibility is allowing companies to survive while helping to slow the spread of, of coronavirus by encouraging employees to stay home. We've also seen a great deal of innovation in medicine. StateNews.com released an article on March 4th that discussed how it took over a year to sequence genomes for SARS outbreak, yet scientists were able to sequence the complete genome of COVID-19 in less than a month after the first case was identified. Companies like Blue Dot Metabiota were able to quickly and accurately predict COVID-19 movements, sometimes ahead of the CDC, using artificial intelligence. The technology we have in the medical field is amazing, from blockchain streamlining medical supply chains to drone deliveries that can move faster than ambulances in crowded urban areas. COVID-19 has also accelerated the adoption of telemedicine technology as well, allowing doctors to visit more patients in a day than ever before. I could probably completely geek out on this, but I'll leave it there for now. Keep your eyes open, read what's going on, uh, be amazed at the innovation that's around you. I mean, it's just, it is phenomenal. It's really easy to get swept up in the fear. It happens to me. I find myself worrying about exposure and I'm, I'm not even in a high risk category. If you find yourself succumbing to the panic, take a moment, just breathe, count to five, and settle your mind. Do your due diligence, learn about cross-contamination, learn how to properly take off latex gloves, learn, 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 and take every precaution. Wash your hands, carry hand sanitizer, if you can find any. I found myself even using a bit of my daughter's blue My Little Ponies hand sanitizer, so you do what you have to do, right? If you're at a high-risk category, please, please, please take care of yourself. If you need help, reach out to your community. Post on your local Facebook groups. Get on your Nextdoor app. Call a friend. Call a family member. Just don't go out. If you can help it, don't go out. Absolutely take, stay safe. Most importantly, remember that you are not alone. It seems like it's with us being stuck in isolation, but we're all in this together. We have to work together. All right, you can find me on Facebook at the Geektastic Dad or on Twitter at Geektastic Dad. Remember to be kind to each other, and until next time, 